Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. The Irish and world economies have been rocked to the core by the political and military decision of one man to invade another country. The war in Ukraine tore up the assumption that there would never again be a land conflict in Europe. It's just one of the many geopolitical assumptions that we need to rethink. There are many more. Janan Janesh is the Associate Editor of the Financial Times and joins me now to talk about these things. Janan, good morning. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm very well, Janan. It turns out that international political economy is not dead. No, and it seemed to be until uh, amazingly recently. We had uh, stagflation as, as, as a subject we studied from the distance of about 30 years, something that went on in the 1970s the combination of high inflation and low growth. And the fact that it is now a reality is not something I expected to see in my lifetime. It's going to be the big subject uh, facing governments across the Western world over the next couple of years. Um, And it has been caused disproportionately by one war. And that was another thing we didn't see as recently as 18 months ago or 12 months ago. Yeah, it goes um, to sh- so the, ex- yeah, the it goes extent to sh- which the world has shocked us. Absolutely. Fe- the, February 24th is- tw- February twenty fourth has genuinely changed things for the world. And now we need to rethink a lot more stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's one reason why at the G20, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping, the leaders of the US and China, have met physically for the first time. Neither country has any interest in a global recession. And so the, the, the little schism we've seen between the two countries over the past five years, especially under Donald Trump, uh, might perversely fade away a little bit, simply because both countries have so much interest in getting the problem of stagflation, specifically inflation and low growth, um, fixed. What do you think the Russian invasion will mean for um, policymakers all around the world in the long term? Well, the Well, they've got this unique problem, which, as I said, I never expected to see again, which is you're having to deal with high prices, which traditionally you would do by increasing interest rates, but you're having to deal with it at a time when growth is slowing. So the interest rates, which make it harder to borrow for businesses and households, kill that growth or whatever whatever growth you do have. And again, this is something that's been an academic subject for a generation or two of business people central bankers, politicians, something they learned about uh, from the 1970s. So I think, the, you know, whether it's the Bank of England over here, the Fed in the US, the central bank in, in Europe, you're having to deal with uh, an immense economic problem with, with almost zero policy instruments. And therefore, my horrible suspicion is actually there isn't an answer. And the, the world economy goes through a two-year period at least of, uh, of real pain. The other assumption um, that that has been made, apart from no land war in Europe, was that the US is in terminal decline and that China is unstoppable. Do we need to rethink those things as well? I think so. Uh, The Chinese economy, I mean, it's it's hard to to know how reliable the growth figures are. But the growth figures have been in decline uh, recently. There has been a pretty tight lockdown, at least in parts of China, to do with COVID, while much of the Western world has has loosened up. And that's at the same time as a property bubble in China. And so you've got a a model economy over the past 30 years now showing signs of strain. And it's not it's not obvious anymore when or even if the the, the Chinese economy will overtake the US economy 
in aggregate size. I remember when that was just seen as an inevitability, perhaps within this decade. Um, and that's far from certain anymore. You then have to figure that, you know, the Chinese interest in Taiwan is is a project that's difficult, looks more difficult to achieve given how much Russia has struggled in Ukraine. Uh, and there's not even a gap in, 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 in terms of, di- you know, maritime distance between Russia and Ukraine, unlike between China and, and, uh, and, and Taiwan. And so lots of, lots of factors, I think, have changed the calculation about the rise of China. And the U.S. can feel a little bit more confident than it could have done two years ago when it was doing badly on the pandemic while China seemed to be doing extremely well. You spoke recently in Dublin at a financial services conference organised by Mason, Hayes and Curran. I'm guessing everyone was asking you whether Brexit was now settled or not. Yeah, this is every time I'm in Dublin, that's the big question, understandably, because it's had such a negative or such a disruptive effect on uh, on the politics of the Republic of Ireland. Um, I would I would have said it was a completely settled thing as recently as you know, a year ago. And it's yet another thing that has, has been upturned since then. The public are increasingly decided, uh, according to the opinion polls, that it's going badly. If there's, a, if there's a Labour government at the next election, say 2024, it's not inconceivable to me that they begin considering the question at least of the customs union. Um, the, the, the and not, and the not com- too soon for the single market? Perhaps the single market flows from that as an inevitability you know, five years down the line. But it would be tough, to, I think, to go straight into the single market without trying this uh, halfway house of the customs union. The argument against rejoining the customs union, of course, is that you can't do your own trade deals. But we're not doing that anyway yeah. in the UK. I mean, the great option of China, allowing China to become a huge trading partner, is less attractive than it was in 2016. Because, because, of the, the, because China also imposes pretty strict rules on its, on its big trading um, uh, partners. Uh, Janan, I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us. That's Janan Ganesh, the Associate Editor with the Financial Times. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.